You now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on thesonicbreakdown.com. This episode of the Stay Woke Podcast is sponsored by Concrete Flower Clothing. Hip-hop legend Tupac Shakur once stated, You see, you wouldn't ask why the rose that grew from concrete had damaged petals. On the contrary, we would all celebrate its tenacity. We would all love it. It's will to reach the sun. Concrete Flower Clothing is a dope company that has a strong hip-hop influence in their merchandise. So you should definitely check them out. Their Instagram is Concrete Flower Clothing. And their website where you can purchase that merchandise is Concrete-Flower.com. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by thesonicbreakdown.com. So thanks everybody for listening to another episode. This episode today is going to be about Logic's new album, Everybody. This album, if you're not familiar with Logic's work, he's a very positive, love, peace, and uh, positivity type of person. I've listened to all of his studio-released albums, Under Pressure, The Incredible Story, and now Everybody. My first introduction to Logic was on the Under Pressure album, which I thought was a really good project um, that gave a nice insight and introspective look into Logic's life and kind of uh, the scenes and scenarios that he's been through in his life that kind of culminated into the person that he is. The Incredible Story was more of a, uh, it was another conceptual album, but it was more on the basis of exploring outer space and exploring um, what... uh, in essence, kind of like what humanity is and what uh, encompasses humanity. And then on this album, uh, everybody is more of questioning and and um, wondering uh, the meaning of life, uh, deeper meanings of what are we and what is our purpose. Um, I just want to quickly say I want to thank Trav. We did record a podcast about this uh, prior. We just had some audio issues, so I couldn't... Um, get it to you guys um but trav dropped a lot of knowledge and uh, i'm really sorry that we couldn't get that out to you but he'll definitely be back for some other podcasts so you'll definitely hear back from him so again shout out to trav uh up in new jersey let's so we're gonna break down this album like we always do track by track and then give an overall impression first song is called hallelujah hallelujah it, it has a nice the beginning of the album hallelujah gives you a nice look into what the project's going to be about opening line of open your mind that's uh, repeated over and over as well as layered into the production kind of giving you some liminal messages of you know that you really need to open your mind in order to really grasp and get the full extent of this album if you don't have an open mind to it you're going to probably be turned off and not even really appreciate the the purpose of this album which is to question and get a deeper meaning Kind of similar to uh, what Odyssey did on the iceberg with uh, Digging Deep as the, the, first, the first song. Here, the vo- it, Logic's voice is used, over, used in several portions of the production. From uh, the distorted giving a, a futuristic feel as well as part of the core of the, core of the production with the piano chord. There's a lot of what I call Logic S sounds that are sprinkled throughout this initial song as in accessories to help build onto the beat and build onto that energy that he's creating here. Uh, The acoustic guitar kind of segues into a harder hitting drum that also has some violins that gives a more uplifting feel that changes as the track progresses. 
and like I said, the the opening line has is is this song to me is about really questioning life and and the the deeper meaning, and society sometimes if you're questioning things, you're 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 seen as being combative or aggressive or a rebel or somebody who's just trying to start trouble, a rebel rouser, and. To me, logic saying, no, it's good to question things. The only way you can get a better understanding or a deeper understanding of something is if you question it and try to find those deeper answers. Most of the times you're asking questions that you'll never have the answer to, but by searching and finding those or trying to find the answer, you get a deeper and a better understanding of it. And so that's what I feel like he's going here. Um, there are some sections of this production that give me a Rory, um, which is another artist that we reviewed on the SonicBreakdown.com with his album Indigo Child. There's um, some God Whisper. That's a track from Rory that that kind of feel in this the drum patterns in this song. We later in this in the same song, there's a, a skit that kind of intro- introduces the concept of Adam, uh, a gentleman, dies trying to get back to his family and he gets introduced to God and God is being played by Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is, I believe, an astrophysicist. Um, So he's a real smart brother that really questions and, and gives insight to what they think is the meaning of life and the meaning of the universe. So that kind of gives us a segue into that. Following Hallelujah, it goes right into Everybody, which is one of the songs that was released prior to the album being dropped. So uh, a lot of people kind of have an idea about Hallelujah and the content of it. And one of the things that is present in this particular song that is present in a lot of the songs and a recurring theme in this project is the idea of equality. When that idea of equality came to mind, a lot of people tend to pair equality and fairness together. And I like the fact that he kept equality on its own and didn't add fairness because I think it's important to separate the two. And what I think is more important is to have is equality versus fairness. And as a Stephen A. Smith says, fair is only a place where they judge pigs and that it doesn't actually exist. But we can achieve equality and equality and how it differs from fairness is I'm going to just paint a, a quick picture of Imagine that there's a, a seven foot tall fence and there's three people, a six foot tall, six foot tall person, a five foot tall person and a four foot tall person. If we wanted to be fair, we would all give them a equally sized box so that they would be able to see. So, so um, to try to help them see over the fence. Now, if we all give them the same size box, let's say it's a one foot box. If you give that one foot dimension, and you give that to the six foot tall person, it now makes him seven feet, which allows him to, to see over the fence. The five foot tall person is only going to make him six feet. So they can't see over the fence. And the four foot tall, it only makes them five feet. So they still can't see over the fence. So that's fair because they all got the same size box. But is it really fair? Because they still can't all achieve the same level of sight of what's over the fence. Now, equality, that same scenario... Uh, determine what size box to give them based on just equality would say, yeah, you give that same one foot box to the six foot person. Now it makes him seven feet so he can see over the fence or they can see over the fence. Um, you give a, a two foot, two foot box to the five, five foot person. And now he's seven foot as well. So he can see over the fence and you do the same thing with the three foot uh, tall box for the four footer. And so now everybody can equally see over the fence 
even though they were distributed at different size box. And so that's where I think uh, Logic was going for when he's talking about the equality amongst all people, regardless of race, religion, sexual orientation, or gender. And he very clearly states those over and over again to make sure that he which ones he which uh subsects of people he's specifically talking about and he's talking about a very broad base uh, of people and he's trying to include everybody that's why the track is called everybody and there's other things that alludes to why it's called everybody as we progress through the album so i won't spend too much time on everybody since that is a track that was a single and that most people have heard prior to the album being released the other aspect that I want to go to, uh, I, I do want to also bring up in everybody, he does bring up about his biracial heritage and how that he is from a black father and a white mother. Um, he goes into more detail later into the production as as seen. But I want to transition into track number three, which is Confess. Confess has a song that features Killer Mike. Um, I think really Killer Mike had a, a standout verse on this particular song and it's at the end of it. The line that first caught my attention was the a line in the very, very beginning, which, which states, it ain't, it ain't easy living, but I'm too scared to die. And that's something that I think a lot of people can relate and understand that life isn't easy. There's a lot of trials and tribulations that we face, a lot of different dimensions and courses that we have to learn to navigate and to adjust that is sometimes harder for others and easier for others. And so that's that makes life harder. But it also gives you the the greatness of those moments that we we all have those wonderful moments in life, you know, have, having your first love, having your first kiss, getting married, whatever those great moments in life are that makes it worth continuing to to progress and continue to stay living in in it. The the production on this track is darker than the first two initial tracks than Everybody and Hallelujah. And the the breaks give an interesting um interesting feel to it this song also evoked a lot of emotions of questioning again of questioning religion of questioning questioning everything questioning why does it happen and i think it was very smart of logic to include an atheist which killer mike is on this on this particular song because as he states that this album is for everybody, so he wanted to include a lot of different perspectives, and he included an atheist perspective on a track questioning God, and not saying that he's right or they're wrong, but the just the continued idea of questioning things to gain a better understanding is is pushed here. One of the things that I will say that um, going back to Killer Mike's verse is his verse really hit me home. There's a lot of things that he says in there that that did evoke a uh, tremendous sadness and, and frustration is he speaks to the frustration that a lot of minorities, a lot of black people feel of like, why do we have to go through this stuff? Why do we have to face police brutality? Why do I have to take on these added stresses and added uh, struggles that other races don't have to deal with just because I'm black and basically asking God these questions, asking God or the creator or whoever you want to believe is the higher being those questions and like i said he's an atheist so he doesn't believe that there is a higher power higher higher being or anything like that and so it, again it just it was an interesting take on that that concept and then so i want to then segue that into killing spree on which is the fourth fourth song in this album killing spree i i really think it was a it's a it's the hardest hitting song on on the album it's the one that has is the most aggressive 
production. And Lodge is kind of playing off the stereotypes uh, that are associated with black people and white people in this one. The black people saying, you know, killing pussy money weed, that kind of idea of that's the things that society that society pushes and focuses on and is the stereotypical things that black people or society wants and needs when we should really be focusing on more uh, deeper or and trying to gain a better understanding. And he also touches on the idea of how society, we are now moving into the direction of being so ingrained and focused on our phones and technology that we're kind of, we're spending so much time with it that we're, we're missing the meaning of life and we're missing life experiences. We're not having the human connection that we used to have, having actual genuine, real conversations about ideas, philosophies, you know, deeper things than just people and things. Uh, the line going through life through a scrolling through life through a screen. I wish they love me like their pics, like, the, you know, on Instagram, they love, they love and like all these pics, but are we really getting any love and likes in real life? Are you really uh, appreciating the things that are in front of us and not the devices that are in front of us? So I, I, I just think that was an interesting idea. I did like um, Ansley Eggleton. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, I thought it was a nice kind of rocker feel. But I will say, uh, I think Kid Cudi would have been a nice feature on here to do some croning on that track. Uh, I just think that would have been a nice ad the next song on the album is take it back now take it back was it's a very heavy song a very introspective song logic really breaks down things that have gone of gone through his life to me this song is basically a, an origin story it's um, an origin story origin story and it's kind of divided it's an origin story on the white black race dynamics and the origin of that as well as his specific origin which also ties back into that white and black because his dad is black his white is his his mother is white and then the dynamics that he had to deal with growing up in that and the idea of not feeling welcomed by either community by the black community or the white community he wasn't black enough for the black community and he was too black for the white community so that that kind of outsider mentality formed and formulated the beliefs and the philosophies that he uh, adheres by today uh, and this instantly brought me to the idea or not to the idea but to a piece that uh, Dak Prescott that was written about Dak Prescott about his biracial experiences and he felt that which was opposite to logics is that he felt that his biracial upbringing benefited him specifically in the Cowboys locker room it gave him the ability to understand and relate to some of the black ideas of other players like Des Bryant who came from your more what we quote unquote call the typical black experience and then the same thing with his white like offensive lineman or Jason Wynn the tight end that he can relate to them as well because of his white um, upbringing as well so he he understand uh, such as like you know shooting and hunting which is stereotypical of a white upbringing and he kind of balances both of those so Dak was saying that was a benefit to him because it gave him inclusiveness for both where in Lodge's case he felt outside and alone so I just thought that was an interesting look into that same type of environment and how in one situation it was a negative and in one situation it became a positive and Logic 
flip that negative into a positive. And so now that's why he believes in peace, positivity, and love for all and everyone because he understood how it felt to be on that outside looking in. Um, one of the li- one of the things that I will say that was uh, jarring and kind of made me cringe was when he said the the lines of no 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 nigga you nigga you cracker you black motherfucker that those lines kind of was cringeworthy because it brought me to those ideas are not ideas of those times when I have been called a nigger I have been had other racial epithets um, thrown at me as a result of being black and the pain and the hurt that it felt and he felt it on from both sides and the feeling of alone where in those situations when it happened to me I could go to my family my friends that have been in that situation and we can kind of talk it out and you know give me the motivation to keep moving or you know let me know that I'm not alone in this because they've experienced two things of that nature it provides comfort and it's just really sad and disheartening that he never even was allowed that comfort because of the biracial aspect of, of his upbringing in addition to to that is I felt that the I guess the biography of his upbringing was either one of two things it was either too long or that I would have preferred that he put it more in the traditional verse instead of more spoken word or just talking um, I just felt like it was too long and it made me it pulled me out of the album too too long prior to that with everything else minus the the first get on hallelujah which was on the first track Everything else kept you inside the production, inside the story, inside of the album. And this pulled me back because of the break away from the actual lyrics of the, of the song. So that that made that's that's an area that I, I didn't necessarily like as much. Um, so I just wish that he put it more in a verse, like a storytelling, like a Nas or, you know, in, in that type of manner, whereas a real actual story than just him literally telling the story that he was actually rapping the story. The next track on it is America. America is is one another standout track is is a, a very good song. It has a it feels like Kanye was sprinkled throughout this from the production to the type of lyrics to the content. Um, and what I mean by that is the production has a very 30 hour feedback highlights from the life of Pablo, as well as another some of uh, Kanye's other tracks. And then you have Logic, who kind of flows over the production. Um, and I believe No ID did this production, so it makes sense why it has a tie to Kanye and just the production and the sound and the sonic properties. But it also has a tie to Kanye and how, like I said, uh, Logic flowed. He flows over it in a, a cocky, braggadocious, but very blunt and to the point, which is synonymous with Kanye's delivery. He's also talking about Kanye indirectly, directly. And he's talking about Kanye that how much he appreciates his musical genius and his musical contributions, but that he wishes that we got more of the I don't care about black people or George Bush doesn't care about black people, Kanye, um, than the I'm going to go visit and talk to Trump, Kanye. To me, he's 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 also saying that he's paying respects to Kanye because to me, the biggest sign of respect is being able to tell somebody what you think of their of them honestly. And I, he's he's nothing that he's saying in here is coming from the point of being malicious or he's just saying something to try to hurt Kanye's feelings or trying to really hate or pick on him. He's saying what he honestly feels. 
and that he feels would be the right thing for Kanye to do. And so since Kanye is not doing it, he's going to do that. He's going to be that voice. He's going to be the one that's saying, you know, this isn't right. This needs to be changed. We need to do better here, here, and here. Black Thought is featured on this on this song, America, and Chuck D, which also points to the fact that Logic knows about his hip-hop heritage. He knows about, he's done his history lessons. And it shows that the, the legends like Chuck D, Black Thought, are in unison and our understanding of the message that Logic is trying to present. Black Thought, we know, is a lyrical genius, one of the greatest lyricists, MCs, and he drops drops knowledge as usual. Chuck D, which I found very, uh, he, I, I think he did a great job here as well, and we all love Chuck D with Public Enemy, but he, he speaks about issues on uh, Flint, Michigan, specifically, and just like he's saying on on this album or on this particular song about how it's it's crazy that we're the richest and the strongest and the most powerful country in the world and one of our cities in the same richest and most powerful country doesn't have clean water that is mind-boggling is they have water as if they're a third world country but again we're the most powerful country so to me that speaks to the to the level of that we have the resources, we have the ability to give them clean water. So that means there's something else at play that allowed this to continue and still continue. And so we have to start asking those questions, why and what we're going to do to fix it. Towards the end of this, this particular song, Logic gives some solutions as well as um, some things that we've tried as solutions that, that didn't work out so well. And what he's talking about there is the riots. And he's not saying that we shouldn't riot, we shouldn't protest, we shouldn't do all that. But he's saying is when we're rioting and we're destroying our stuff, our communities, we're hurting ourselves. And that's another theme that is presented throughout this album is doing negative things really ends up hurting the person, not just the person that they're doing it towards, but the person that's actually doing it as well. The oppressor is hurting the oppressed, yes, but... At the same time, they're doing a disservice to themselves. And he also talks about there. There's a section I'm not sure whose voice it is, but are talking about the breaking of breaking down of casinos, skyscrapers, uh, not using their money, making your own money. Of and that's the solutions that I was talk, referring to earlier about breaking the system, breaking the system down so we can never be built again. Because the system that we live in today is built on capitalism, and capitalism is built on exploitation. The, the best way and the fastest way to get the most money the quickest is by exploiting somebody or exploiting something. And so in order to break from that system, we have to break the system down all the way. And he just gives some insight to that. So I, I just think this was a very well done track. And again, it, it speaks to the level of him understanding hip hop history and his role in it and how he wants to use his voice and his platform to affect change, just like Chuck D did, just like uh, Black Thought does. So I, I just thought that was an interesting take and, and needed to be done. The next track is Inkblot. For me, this was my least favorite uh, song on the album. I like the production. I just, uh, Juicy J doesn't really do it for me. Like I said, it's not it's not horrible. I, it's not like I have to skip it. But if I was going to skip a track, this would probably be the track I skip. I really do like the production, though. It has a trappy a trappy feel, which makes sense for having uh, Juicy J on it. Definitely does have a South kind of a Memphis groove to it. Um, again, uh, fitting with the Juicy J. 
the line that did stick out to me on this particular song was when Juicy Juicy J says "Kill yourself" because it's so it's so aggressive and it's so harsh, and it made me think about it made me refer back to the Suicide Hotline song that he has, as well as thinking about uh, Thirteen Reasons Why, which is a TV show that's on Netflix. And and the reason why it made me think of all those things is. When he says kill yourself like that, think about it. We that's something that we say on a daily basis. Oh, just not not everybody, but it's something that's used normally. And is it something that we should say normally and and normalize and and take away the venom from? Because let's say you you're somebody that's thinking about suicide and you're on that precipice of actually doing it, and you get in an argument with somebody and they say kill yourself. Could that be? The thing that pushes you over the edge is that the thing that we should even is so negative. There's no positives in that term. That is that something we should even say, even jokingly, even just so casually. So that's that's where my mind kind of went when when I heard that line. The next track, most definitely, is is a very great track. It's another standout track. The production in it is so is so beautiful definitely has a stay woke feel of of being awoke and attentive and understanding your surroundings and understanding trying to be enlightened trying to be informed there's kind of a fight anthem associated with it as well because of uh the overarching theme of black power my black people of pushing that even though this album talks about everybody it also focuses on the black community and showing and to me when it's focusing on the black community it's saying that there is a disadvantage there there is a disparity between how other races and black people are treated so i need to push and and keep on empowering my my black people that are having this struggle to make sure that 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 there's hope this song also pays in the title it's most definitely and it's it's paying homage to most deaf. There's uh in the production it it has um some Umi says feel in it. There's layers at the end of the towards the end of the song where it goes, My black people in the cadence and rhythm that you hear on Umi says. There's other hip hop historical references such as Fight for Your Right, which is of course the classic Beastie Boy song. And then there's another line in there about um, my mind's playing tricks on me which is ghetto boys all of these songs are for the real deep hip-hop heads are songs that are easily known if you hear the production you easily know that it's that it's that uh like i've said uh when um, i was talking to trav about this and and he agreed umi says is one of those classic hip-hop beats that you have to know if you don't know then we're gonna take your hip-hop card and so i, I just felt the respect that he paid to this particular song was well done and I, I really enjoyed this this song in particular the next song is waiting room and waiting room it, well it's not really a song it's a skit it's uh waiting room was basically giving really more introspection on what this album what he's really trying to to get away from this album if you just take one idea or one philosophy is that that we're all everybody is everybody we're all one it, the idea of rebirth reincarnation karma the karma idea is brought up through when he says that Adam's going to be returned to slavery times and he's going to have a plantation with slaves and he's like slaves and he's like, but your son's going to be the one that frees him. And that idea of he's a, I'm assuming, well, the, the way that they present it is that Adams is, is a, a, a person of color and that 
him being a person of color is going back to then enslave his own people is that idea that even the people that do you wrong are hurting themselves because we're all in this boat together. We're all humans. If I do something that's harmful towards you, it's going to eventually be harmful towards me. And the things that that brought up is this whole the idea of, you know, people are trying to get rich and they'll climb on each other's to, to get that money and not caring about who they hurt to get there. Or in uh, the same situation where you're trying to get money, you don't care how it's affecting the world or earth, but as long as you get your money out of it, you'll be fine. But if I'm a rich man and I'm having kids and my company is destroying the earth, destroying the world, putting so much CO2 emissions into the air, uh, messing up our waters, then I'm hurting myself through my children because your children are, you know, your legacy. They're, they're, they're you carrying on. And so if you fuck up the world, you have nothing to give to your children in the world because then they have to live in that world. So like you're hurting yourself and that whole idea that we need to take care of each other and look at not just ourselves, but others. And by looking out for others, we're looking out for ourselves. So that kind of and the interconnection of all life together, um, the same thing, like I said, um, just the connection of, you know, us to animals. If if we're killing all these animals and we're killing our environment, what are we going to eat? What are we going to live off of? Where are we going to live? So those are things that are important that we have to keep focused and sharing that that idea together and so i thought it was an interesting aspect as well as i, I do want to shout out to my mandarin folks uh my my chinese speaking neho because he did bring that up about mandarin and so the following song after that is the suicide hotline number i thought this was an excellent song i thought it was a, a topic that most people tend to shy away from because of even to today uh mental health is still not viewed in the in the manner that it should be mental health is just like anything else, any other health condition, if you have a broken bone, you go to the doctor. If you have something wrong with your, your mind, you should go to the doctor as well. But especially in the black community, mental health is something that's frowned upon. There's a stigma associated with it. But we need to get out of that. And by having our artists, our celebrities, our entertainers talk about it more in a more open space, it opens up that window and it opens up that door for it to be normalized and that you get rid of those stigmas. As I was talking to Trav, uh, just that idea of even seeking out treatment is hard because of those stigmas. You don't want to be ostracized uh, because of whatever condition that they say you have or you might have or things of that nature. So him bringing this to light was is very important. And this song brought back to mind, uh, as I stated earlier, with the with the ink blot about uh, kill yourself, about the the TV show on Netflix, Thirteen Reasons Why. If you're not familiar with it, it's a show on Netflix that's about a young teenage uh, girl or woman that kills herself and leaves thirteen tapes or some set of thirteen reasons of why she did it to the people that contributed or had or played a part in it. I think it is something that's worth looking into. I, I thought it was an interesting show and we'll probably have a podcast that goes deeper into that with uh, Ready. If you if you haven't heard uh, any of our other podcasts, Ready is uh, our comic expert. He's usually on the comic book episodes or the movie review episodes or the social content episodes. So he's going to um, kind of, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more on that particular podcast. I do think uh, Alyssa Cara did a great job on this song. I think her soft gentleness was the perfect blend to go over the foreboding production. The other female voice that's towards the end, I thought was was 
very much needed because it provides some soul and hopefulness towards the end of the production. I do wish that Khalid was more featured on this uh, production just because I, I just thought his voice fit so so nicely and um, he's only heard on the towards the end. And the reason why I think his voice fits so well is because it has a haunting quality specifically on this on this production. I do want to also add that I like um, Logic's when he when he adds little touches like this who can relate because that allows for his audience and his other members are uh, not other members of fans of his to feel included and to feel like you know we're not alone there are other people that can relate to this and and logic who's famous who sells all these records who has all this money these things that we see positive things that we see it can go through or can relate to the things that you know some people see themselves as you know oh i'm just you know a nobody well no you're not a nobody we're all somebody we're all important we all have have these things and we all can relate or should be able to relate so I, I just thought that was very important for him to include that because especially on this particular song so that there are people out there that do think that they're alone that there are other people that can relate to them this song then segues into anxiety anxiety has, is a nice feeling song uh the bass hits when when the bass hits and it changes the production slightly, it just provides another energy. There's a softer side to it, and then when that bass hits, it gets more aggressive, but still very focused and determined and and free in its sound and and the property the sounding properties that it has. What I'll say is here he also has a story where he's not rapping, not singing. He's more talking about when he really first realized about his anxiety. I like this version of that better than i did on take it back just because one it wasn't as long and two i also think it's because of the type of production the production was so lighter here that it didn't pull me out as much as it did on the other track um and i and i think it was important that he really explained how anxiety can have a, a physical hold on you not just emotionally or mentally but a physical hold it can affect you physically and it just propels that idea of how strong the mind is and how much of an effect it has more than we think or more than society tends to allow us to believe and that again he's at that point when he's talking about that he was at he's at a good point in his life uh, about to go see star wars and he had this anxiety so it, it also shows that it hits you at any point in any time and nobody's necessarily can escape it the money that you have is not going to keep you away from it and it ties us back into that idea of that we all like that everybody idea that, you know, money, fame, success, whatever doesn't get you to escape the harsh realities of life. We, we all get happy. We all get sad. Sometimes we get depressed. There's a myriad of emotions that we all go through. And again, money, fame, success, power, influence, none of that can stop you from experiencing that. This song also brought up the idea or, or brought up initially the it brought up this line from Isaiah Rashad Banana uh, where he says we're we're the young and Xanax and it just brought up the idea of that he touched on it as well as that that idea of depressed but the way that he presented it on, on Isaiah Rashad Isaiah Rashad presented it on Bananas was in a way that I just felt it was um, an interesting perspective on on talking about depression, not in the typical way that we would necessarily hear about it. And as well as here with anxiety, this type of production you necessarily wouldn't think would be about anxiety and and the fights with that. So again, I applaud uh, Logic for talking about this topic that 
isn't always open and easily talked about in society. The following track after Anxiety is Black Spider-Man. I won't talk too much about Black Spider-Man since that was uh, another single that was released prior to the album being released. I do enjoy the song. I think Damon, I think he does a great job uh, vocally. Um, I think Logic does a, an excellent job of explaining the, the idea of why can't Spider-Man be black? And he's not saying, because a lot of people were saying, well, there is Miles Morales. No, we're not talking about, we're talking about why can't Spider-Man, not the typical Spider-Man, Peter Parker or Superman, Clark Kent. Why can't they be black? And why is it such a hard idea to grasp with that we just change his color? Because again, they're all people. We're all people. And the other thing that I brought up too is the idea. It's sometimes it's hard for people to grasp the idea that of a black Spider-Man, a black Superman, but it's easy for them to grasp the idea of a white Egyptian. Because I've been to Egypt. Egyptians are black. They came up with, what is it, gods or, or gods, whatever that movie was, um, as well as um, the other Egyptian movie about our movie that's based in Egypt or Africa most of those there's white people playing black people and so if that's okay why can't it be the same in reverse that a black person play a role that's typically seen as a white character and that it shouldn't be odd it shouldn't be different it shouldn't be it should be easy to grasp because again we're all humans we're all people we do have differences we do have different ideas but we should be able to embrace those ideas, those differences and and celebrate them. So that's that's something else that I took. I just I just really think it was a very well done piece right there as well. Uh, the production is amazing. The, the progression is 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 wonderful as well. I'll end with Africa Aryan, which is the last song on this album. This title in itself is interesting because it's showing that Logic is embracing both sides, his black and his white side, um, which he's he's touched on several past projects as well as throughout this current project with this particular track there is so much in it it's a very very good song i don't want to i don't want to spend too much time because i want you to really break it down but the ideas that came to my mind is like uh the love yourself with j cole from 2014 for a sale drive where basically stop trying to live through other people's lives Try, stop trying to compare yourself to other people just live your life and be happy with your life do what makes you happy do what will get you to where you want to be there is a section, and I'm not sure if it's only on the deluxe version, at the very end, after the skit, there's a section where it's a J. Cole verse, kind of like a mini song. I'm not going to go into that because I, I need you to listen to that, and I don't want to give away too many hints. But I do want to say there is a line at the end of the skit when Adam and, uh, I forgot the other guy, but they were from The Incredible Story, which is uh, Logic's last project, and they allude to that logic will only have one more album that he's basically only going to have four studio albums and then he's done so it's a uh, it's kind of bittersweet because this album is so wonderful and we want to enjoy it but at the same time you do understand that the next one will most likely be his last and so you have to or you don't have to but you you kind of have to you struggle with with that idea of you know he gives us so much great music but everything does come to an end so let me wrap up this entire project. I think it's a very good project. I think it's very, that it, it, need, it should be heard by others. It does, like I said, it is for everybody. And everybody can gain something, can learn something, can cause thought and provoke thought through this album. I do think it does involve an open-mindedness. Some people might be turned off because it might feel like you're questioning their religion, their beliefs, 
But at the end of the day, I don't believe he's questioning your beliefs. He's questioning his. He's questioning his ideas, his philosophies. And at the same time, by doing that, he's gaining a better understanding of himself and why he believes what he believes. So I think this is a a very good project. Again, please let me know what you think about this album in the comic section. Let us know what's your favorite album, what's your favorite track, what's your favorite album by Logic, and what other albums we should review, talk about, other topics. Thank you again for listening to the Stay Woke podcast. I definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate it all. And you know our motto, live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more. We out.